0: Welcome to the Positivity Podcast. It's me, Isaiah Floyd, with Selma again. Welcome back to the podcast, Selma.
1: Hi, thanks for having me back.
0: All right, me and Selma have been talking for quite some time, and we've been talking about this clip that just came out with this uh, Shan body. I guess she has a podcast, and one of the first guests on her podcast was, um, is it Watch Jazzy? I think that's her name you know? I
1: don't
0: know. You don't know
1: I No, name? you know I don't know.
0: <laughs> I believe it's Watch Jazzy. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I used to like, she has been relevant for quite some time. She's just like uh, Britney Bundle or Britney Rayner. She's been relevant like as far as like, you know, the IG type of model pictures and like, you know, the uh, athletic, slim thick, you know, type of image that was like kind of promoted when IG was really popping. So she's been around for like a decade. Um, and then she was definitely on 50 Cent's show when 50 Cent had a like 50 Cent Central or something like that on BET. And she disappeared. Um, and then she reemerged with kind of like 13 minutes or, or 15 minutes of content on this particular podcast that's done by Shan Body. She was on Sham Body's podcast. Sham Body actually started, and I only know this from my ex because my one of my exes used to watch her curly hair tutorials. She started off as like a hair tutorial girl and like a beautification girl. And then she's moved into this kind of like sex expert thing. And yeah, so like basically she got everybody from doing makeup and curly hair tutorials. Now she does sex therapy and all this other stuff like that. She has no real degree to give her the that makes her a sex sexologist or any type of therapist or anything like that. But she does that now. But she has a podcast now, and it's circulating on TikTok. It's circulating on Instagram. It's circulating on, you know, on Facebook about you know watch Jazzy's like clip as she talks about her relationship with her current man, who everybody believes to be Cam Newton. Um And so someone, someone and I are here to talk about it briefly, I guess. So Selma, you ready for yeah. the first clip?
1: I guess. Let's do it.
0: All right. Here we go. First clip playing now.
2: All right. So let's bring it back to the basics. What is the art of being submissive?
3: First step is get with somebody who wants what you have to offer. I think love and submission is a tailored fit. It's not a one-size-fits-all. So I can only tell you what, what it means to me. Now, for me, it's complete selflessness. I am satisfied in serving. I'm a servant. And I watched my mother serve all my life. You know, and it was rain, sleet, or slow. I think we talked about this on the phone. Um, my mother's love for my father wasn't conditional. It's not my responsibility, but It's I just, your joy. It is my joy. You know, I I love to see him eating a meal that I could. I love seeing him sleep easy. Like every night, like clockwork, I scratch this man's back to sleep. And I know when he's asleep because I can tell when his breathing changes. Mm -hmm. And some people might think that's psychotic. But that's like, I just know. That's when I'm like, oh, I can stop now. But I find joy in being your rest. And it shouldn't be conditional.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. As a man, I have no problem with what she's saying. Yes, please scratch my back, you know, rock me to sleep, you know, notice my change in breathing patterns, things like that. I have no problem with what she's saying, but I'm going to think as a woman, obviously you might have some problems with what she's saying about submissiveness and submissive, you know, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that her use of the vocabulary of the word submissive is what's a little bit off-putting. But I guess from my perspective, you know, I only submit myself to God. Mm-hmm. So in my faith and in my spirituality and in my journey, I don't um, submit to any anything or anyone aside from the higher power, the higher being, which is, you know, submitting to God's will. I think what she's describing is you know being nurturing being a woman and being a you know significant other to to someone I don't think that she's describing anything that's out of the ordinary um or anything that's just so above and beyond it's just part of when a woman is in love you know you want to you know make your significant other happy in the same way that a man when he's in love he wants to do the same I understand the part where she said that it's a joy for her to see her partner happy. And I think that that's a goal that, you know, everyone should aspire to, to, to do um, for their significant other. You know, I don't think that people should be in relationships unless they, you know, feel ready to be someone's peace and someone's comfort, if that makes sense. So I don't have any issues with what she's saying or what she's describing. I just think that, What is, you know, kind of made me raise my eyebrows is that, you know, is that such a, you know, rare thing nowadays that it needs to be classified as a thing as opposed to just being like part of a normal relationship? I don't know.
0: Well, I think I think when you're on the pod, I think you have to do a little bit more deeper detail. So she's probably going into detail about her submissiveness in a normal relationship. That's her that's her way of submitting. Here's my only problem. And I'll separate myself from some from being like egotistical or selfish, because I would love a woman to do everything that she's saying that she's doing. But if I basically had a daughter, what would I advise my daughter to do? Right. Submissiveness to a man, particularly with my particular faith, that only comes when you're married to that man. And so and I think we talked about this a little bit before our for this podcast, it's like kind of the messaging that you're sending to women in a way and a fashion is very ab- advantageous to men, advantageous to a person like myself or a person like Cam Newton in a way of like, Hold on. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that what she's described just based off of the sound bite, I don't think that that qualifies under being submissive. It just qualifies as being like a nurturing, like feminine like you're tapping into your feminine energy as a woman mm. when you're with someone. I think that I think another clip where she discusses like something uh, a different definition or she goes further into defining it is where it gets a little iffy. Mm-hmm. But from what I'm hearing so far is that she wants to make her man happy and she wants to be his peace and she wants to make him comfortable. These are not things that are considered you know, when I think of submission, I think of, you know, the the I guess the definition of it. Right. Like the um, Webster's like formal definition of being submissive. Can you pull it up and maybe like. Yeah, say
0: I'll pull it? it up. Inclined or ready to be or ready to submit or yield to the authority of another. Unrelenten- unrelentlessly or humbly obedient. That's what it means.
1: Okay, yeah, that's not what she's describing so far. Does it sound like that's what she's describing to you does no. it mean does it being nice to your significant other means that you're submitting to their authority? I don't
0: no i think, I, don't, I think it's the next clip that's gonna be more so what she's talking about submitting to authority, which I'll play in a second. It's just
1: I think that she I think she kind of jumbled it all together, and mm-hmm. I think in her mind she feels that these are things that are not typical of a woman nowadays because i guess like we're so in the um i guess the social norms now is to be harsh and kind of cold and distant i guess that's what the cool kids are saying is cool now right like not to have emotions Whereas I think what she's describing so far is just basic stuff.
0: Why? Why is the term submissiveness being used when it's not? It's just a girlfriend and boyfriend relationship. Is the question I'm asking? Is is okay? Um, and I get it, nurturing, great, cooking for me, that's great. But when you when we use the term submissiveness, why is it being used when you're not in a relationship with somebody that's a life or a spiritual bond? That's the only weird thing to me.
1: Yeah, I would never use that word in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, and of course, like I'm not married, so maybe like I'm not really qualified to say, but if I can only just speak for myself, right? Mm -hmm. When I think of myself as like a wife and I think of a husband leading his family, I will defer to his judgment, right? But it doesn't mean I'm submitting to his authority Mm -hmm. because submitting means I'm being controlled. And I think that, if i have well the person that i marry i have to respect them enough to give them that i guess uh that permission to make decisions for our family right so like making that decision to call this person my husband means that i trust you to make the right decisions by not only yourself but by our family as well without you know without me feeling like i was left out of the equation mm. so
0: you say being controlled you know,
1: Yeah, because you're submitting to someone's authority. That means someone is like, has authority over you. It almost sounds like, yeah, I can only say that the only being that has authority over me, over like my spirit and like my decision making, and that drives my intentions in life is God. There's no human being that has that authority over me. Hmm. So I could say, you know, if I respect someone enough, I'll defer to their judgment on certain decisions. But to say that you have authority over me means like it kind of makes me feel like as if I'm controlled I'm helpless and that I can't do for myself and it's not to say that like you know I I have this personality of like I can do battle by myself that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is there's a way the way that it comes off or how it's coming off it just doesn't sound as if something that I would that's not the right I guess, word that I would use to describe deferring to someone's judgment when it comes to certain life decisions Hmm. for your family, but not for a boyfriend, obviously, but I'm talking about like for a husband.
0: Hmm. Would you ever find yourself in a position where you would defer or yield to the authority of a boyfriend?
1: I wouldn't call it the authority um, of a boyfriend. No, I don't know. No you don't get wife benefits uh, that just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't the math is not mathing for me, but I'm a little <laughs> different in old school. So um, no, I will not give you um, wife benefits if you're not my husband. That just sounds nonsensical. Like it sounds foolish. Okay. Um, but, but what I say is like for a husband, it's not his authority. It's his, you know, leadership. Right. So if I'm saying that I trust in your leadership, that means even if I disagree with you and after you hear me out, I still have to defer to your judgment if I'm choosing you for me personally, if I'm choosing you to lead. Now, unless you're going to lead us over a ditch, I'm not going to let you do that. But if it's just a difference of opinion and it can go either way, then by me saying I do, I'm saying I do to that. So it really is on me to make sure that I choose a man whose decisions I respect and trust, like someone who's responsible and able to make those types of decisions, if that makes sense. A
0: high value man.
1: For a boyfriend? No. You don't. <laughs> I'm no. messing with you. I'm messing
0: with you, bud. Let <laughs> me play this second clip because oh. I think she goes a little bit more in depth about submissiveness. Hang on.
1: Okay.
2: A part of that lack of conditions, too, means that you do your duty joyfully regardless of what's being done for you. that's it.
3: I do my duty joyfully regardless of what is happening to and for me. You know, now some days I might be more cheerful than others because I have my own stuff going on. You know, and there's times where it's like, I don't even want to say what's going on with me because, again, I know how to deal with me and my pain. You know, I'll cry in the shower and keep it moving, you know. But in the art of submission for me, because I can't speak for everybody, is being joyful about it. You know? It that want of, and I think it not even just a want, the power of knowing that you, you have the power to make someone's day better. And that's a choice and easier. Yes, better and easier. That's a choice that you have to make. I always make the choice to do it. I always make
0: so, again, I think she's referring to, just like you're saying something, I think she's referring to nurturing, not submission. Now, one of the things that she said at the beginning was like, you know, you choose to, like, nurture someone, one, you know, during the process of like, d- despite what they're doing for you. I don't think that's the proper way to look at something, you know, Um I don't even think that's the proper way to be submissive, even in a marriage. And I'm not married, but I don't think you just you're just submissive to a person who doesn't give you the same type of respect. You know, I don't know.
1: Honestly, what stood out to me from what she just said was she's not really honoring her true self and her emotions. And she's not really being who she authentically is around this person. What is a little bit troubling is what she said, you know, I'm fine. I can cry in the shower and keep it moving. Ooh. That's that energy of like, I can do battle by myself. Yep. Which to me defeats the purpose of having a light, like a partner. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're not getting that emotional support, especially if you're like a woman who's financially stable and, you know, you don't necessarily, you know, rely on that man to pay your bills or for your livelihood. Right. Mm -hmm. So then the benefits of having that partner is, you know, that emotional support and, you know, having someone to go through life with. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I find to be a little bit worrisome, because I think that there that's where women start to get resentful. And what you're doing is you're chipping away at who you are by not living in your authentic truth, because you should always feel comfortable to feel your emotions, like feel the feels around the person that you're, you know, closely, you know, dealing with, especially in such an intimate way that I think I personally wouldn't be able to, to do that. It doesn't mean that I wouldn't be nice to you. And it doesn't mean that I wouldn't still be nurturing, but I'm not able to be fake I'm not the type that can just push things under the rug. If I'm upset, I'm upset. Like this is my natural truth. And if that's something that makes you uncomfortable, then you're not really the person that I need to be around. Right? Like in the same way that I'm creating a safe space for you, I would hope that you're giving me the same thing in return. And if it's not, I'm just not the type of woman that can, handle that kind of situation or I can't say that I would truly genuinely be happy with someone. And I think that I would start to resent them and lose respect. But I also am not the type to just like cry in the shower and like call it a day and pretend as if like I'm not feeling mad, sad or whatever it is that I'm feeling for the day. Right. So I think that's the thing that stood out to me the most about that. I think that that doesn't mean you're submissive. That just means you're betraying yourself. Mm hmm which is a dangerous thing to do. Um, I just don't have the capacity. Like, you know how some people don't have the capacity to be confrontational? I don't have the capacity to just not feel my emotions. I choose not to block my emotions from being what they are. And I think sometimes you always laugh at me because you're like, you're so passionate. (laughs) And I always say, like, that's a compliment for me because it means I'm human. I'm living in my authentic truth, whatever it might be. Like and I'm not ashamed of of my emotions. Like they don't, sh- like I don't feel shamed. I don't feel like oh my god, embarrassed. Like what it, what is someone going to think if they if they feel like you know something bothers me? Well, it does. Like that's my authentic truth, and I, I think I'm dope. Like I think I I like myself. I love who I am. So it doesn't really make me ashamed of that. So that's something that she's probably going to regret later. The other thing is. It is a choice to make your significant other happy. And one golden rule that I live by is if you ever have the opportunity to make someone's day better or do something nice for someone, take advantage of that opportunity. Never pass up an opportunity to do the right thing or do make someone happy or kind of go that extra mile for your partner if, if you're able to do it. But I don't think it should come at the cost of your, of your joy, of your truth, or at the cost of betraying you, who you really are. I think what that does is it makes men weaker, and it makes men, you know, just kind of unable to handle emotions, right? Because now they're uncomfortable because you're uncomfortable. Wow. And a lot of times people think like, oh, if, you know, she must be fine. I don't know why all of a sudden... She's no longer fine and she left or she's, you know, that's the thing that I feel like is the scariest part about dating and relationships is that when people hide their emotions, you never really know where you stand with them. And that is the scariest thing ever. I don't recommend.
0: (laughs) No, I I, well, with me, I tend to intellectualize my emotions. But when something bothers me, someone like I tell people it bothers me. And I know you're, you're you've you've gotten on me a few times when we've had some some off some conversations where you're like, you know, you should get mad. Like you should really show mad. And, and the reason why you should get upset sometimes and display that you're upset about some things sometimes is because that's what sets boundaries too, to let somebody know. Look, you hurt me here. This is the reason why you hurt me. You probably shouldn't do this again. You know, um, and I I would tend to like be like, all right, I'm not going to get upset about this. And you used to tell me like, "There's, you're not going to get any brownie points for not getting upset about something that you're really upset about," you know. And so that just
1: like it makes you like not human. It's (laughs) hard for people to connect with others when you're not living in your truth. And it's like we have to stop making people feel bad for feeling their emotions.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's this whole push to be stoic, to be emotionless, to let the water roll off the duck's back and all this other stuff like that. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm really upset about that.
1: Getting cookies or something for that. I don't understand that. Me personally, if I'm mad, I'm just mad. (laughs) Like, it is what it is. Like, And it doesn't mean that I'm going to lash out and I'm going to be this, like, you know, violent person. Yeah. But you're going to know when you overstep your boundary. And I always say, like, if you're audacious enough to do something that's going to hurt me, then I'm going to be just as audacious to confront you about it. So... To me, I feel like it's it's almost as if, like, people or society wants you to, when I think of it from the, like, as an analogy, like, you stab me, but I can't get upset at you for saying, hey, ouch, that hurts, you stabbed me. Like, I'm just supposed to sit there and allow you to continue to stab me, and, like, that's supposed to make me cool? Fuck that.
0: Yeah, and, and ultimately what you end up doing is you build up, just like you said, even for men, right? So you see something in a relationship where when you're in a relationship and somebody's not catering to you or somebody's still doing something that's still hurting you, right? And if you deflect as a man and you don't address it or you don't set that boundary, it builds up, it builds up, it builds up, it builds up. And next thing you know, you're yelling. Now you're creating this unsafe space because it's, you know, I'm pretty sure a woman's like, whoa, he's yelling at me. But You've let the tension build up by not really expressing or setting that boundary immediately say like yo 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 this is disrespectful to me this is hurting me or type of thing or or it could be a situation where somebody has repeated conduct in such a manner in such a way that you that I I felt this where I feel like this person really trying me dog <laughs> like like there's no possible way this could continue to happen without a person like purposefully doing it you know and then that builds up tension. So it's important to kind of show those emotions. So when she's saying that she'll go into the shower and cry, it's, you're not being your authentic self. And you can't be in a relationship where you can't be your authentic self, where you can't communicate your feelings, where you, where you can't, you know, tell somebody that, hey, look, this hurts me or tell somebody, look, I had a bad day. Look, you know, I'm having an issue with my parent or this happened. Like that's not a healthy situation. And I don't think as a partner, my happiness, if I'm in a partnership with you, my happiness, I'm not saying my happiness comes before you, you know what I'm saying? If if I'm happy, if I come home happy and you're sad and you're my partner, well, I want to know why you're sad because I want to bring you to the same level of happiness where I'm at. And if bringing you to the same level of happiness where I'm at is actually listening to you or giving you a solution to to whatever problems plaguing you then that's what i'm gonna do and i'll sacrifice my i'll temporarily sacrifice a little bit of my happiness today to assist you to bring you up to my level so i just found out to be very very strange about what she said but again i think a lot of her comments were about nurturing but for that particular that particular aspect it's kind of like yeah she's not being her authentic self
1: yeah. I mean, I remember when I was younger and I think this is when I learned about this part, which, um, I remember like me and my brother were fighting and my mom and I just like left. And I remember like texting my mom that I just was not in a mood to be around. I was just, mm-hmm. this is just too much. And she texts me, she's like, you don't get to choose, you know, um, when to show up when you genuinely love people and especially your family You go through the good times and the bad and you go through it together. You don't get to choose just the best times. like, that's not how that works. So she kind of made me take like ownership of that and recognizing and that really checked me. Right. It made me like kind of like, damn, what kind of person am I if I'm just willing to walk out on my family just because it's uncomfortable for me? Right. Mm. And just by her bringing that to my attention, like that really stuck with me. Like, you know, and, and I took that on into adulthood. I always say, like, look, if you really can't accept me at my worst, whatever it is, right, then you don't really deserve me at my best. And equally so. And I'm willing to reciprocate that same energy. Like if you're not having a great day, like I'm here for you. Like to me, like, what's the point if you can't lean on me and I can't lean on you? Like, what do you hear? Like, what what is the point? Like, I'm not a slave. I'm Mm -hmm. not, you know, a maid or, you know, somebody, you can pay people to just, you know, serve you. Right. Like that's, if you want to just get a a back rub, you can go get a massage. Right. Like if that's what you're looking for. But if you really want a partner, then you, and you want to connect and you want a meaningful connection, you have to have those vulnerable moments. Like some of the best connections are formed in those moments. I agree. How do you know someone has your back if, like, you never share what's going on? Like, how do you know that? Like, <laughs> it's no. just wild to me. Like, no, like, I, I, d- d- I definitely d-
0: agree, and I and, and like you said, she's sacrificing her her feelings, her emotions for the sake of a relationship, which is going to build up build up resentment. And people, when you build up resentment, this is what happens. I know this firsthand experience. You do two things: you start fighting. And start fights or get upset yelling at your partner, or you just abandon your partner. And then your partner's like, either way, your partner's like, bro, what? I thought we resolved everything. But nothing was ever resolved. You just had these pent up emotions in you, and now you just disappeared or abandoned that person, you know? And so there's no communication there. And I think with relationships, you always gotta have communication, good or bad.
1: No, for sure. But, like, you rob your partner of an opportunity to be there for you. You rob your partner of an opportunity to grow and potentially get to know you on a deeper level. And you rob yourself out of a, a genuine connection. So, to me, she doesn't get brownie points for that. That's kind of whack.
0: <laughs> now we're going to get in a nitty-gritty. Uh, so we're going to kind of ease around this oh. one.
1: <laughs> she knows what's coming.
0: Here we go. The
3: choice to do it. I, I like to give. I like to allow my person to lead. They know, especially, like, when it translates in the bedroom, I like to feel dominated. You know, riding dick ain't always my favorite position because I like to be taking advantage. Oh, my gosh. No, I don't like to be taken advantage of. I like to feel... That's okay. I like to be degraded. Yeah. Those are languages that I like and I accept. I do. But if I'm comfortable and if I trust you. So just know what that means. Know that dance with your partner. I think of... Relationships and submission and being submissive is like
0: it's like an eight count. So with this one, I just want to point out the word degrading.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to get in nobody's bedroom, but (laughs) okay. So here's the problem that I have with that.
0: Okay, you want me to pull up the definition?
1: Uh huh.
0: You want to put a definition before you get into it?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Give me the definition.
0: Okay, causing or associated with a low, destitute, or demoralized state, causing someone to be or feel degraded. And basically, degraded. That's why I hate Webster. Just tell me straight up what it be. Reduced far below ordinary standards, a civilized life and conduct. Um, That's what degraded means. Um, So, yeah, go ahead, Selma.
1: Yeah, there's nothing sexy about that. But um, <laughs> here's the thing that I, that I will say about that, and we'll just leave it there. I think that people have to be mindful of the words that they use, especially when you have a platform where there's like a lot of young girls that are just like looking for guidance, right? And I think that now social media influencers have been in a position of responsibility over what is the social norm, right? Especially like now that social media is just the norm nowadays, right? And the generation that's after us, I feel really bad for them because they don't have any clue what life is without social media. But to say that kind of word and to use it in a way that, you know, as an adult, maybe you're maybe that definition means something different to you than what it would technically mean to a younger person. Right. And I just think it just it's just feuding the wrong, you know, it's perpetuating the wrong narrative, the wrong values, and everybody is allowed to have their own values. I'm not saying they should have the values that I have, but at the same time, I think that there's a, a line and a boundary that we need to be mindful of, especially when you're, you when you have a platform that you're able to be leave an impression on a younger girl that may not have the experience, may not know, and may feel like that is what she needs to be, that's what she needs to do in order for her to fit in and in order for her to be cool. And if there was ever a time to not be cool, like, this is it. Like, go ahead and be in part of the lame, lame crowd in this category, because I just, to me, I don't know what is, what she means by being degraded, it, but I, I don't imagine it being anything that is, um, positive. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> it's not
0: positive. Um,
1: How do you feel about that when you hear a woman say I like to feel degraded or I like to be degraded like what what thoughts come to your mind as a man
0: well being 32 and like looking for a wife um that's not cool to me I don't it's not cool to me because then I'm looking at this person from a standpoint it's like does she know what the word means um I'm guessing that people mean passionate intimacy in a way I'm not thinking that they mean degraded but I do understand that women I've seen and I've understood that women do out here like to be degraded in a way in a fashion which I don't know where that particular thing comes from but it's not for me as a man when I'm when I'm now dating at my age I'm looking at a woman from a standpoint of okay this is supposed to This person across from me that I'm eating from is supposed to be my partner. This person across from me that I'm eating from is going to be the mother of my children. This person across from me is going to be the prime example for my daughter if I have a daughter. Or even if I have a son, you know. Do I want my daughter to feel like it's okay to be degraded, you know, and during an intimate moment? No. So if a woman came to me and she was like, degrade me, I'd be like, one, do you want me to lose my bar card? Because doing something degrading sounds just like a looks like I'd be the poster child on the Florida Bar uh, Journal or something like that for the reason for being disbarred. So I'm, I'm thinking you're trying to set me up to get me disbarred. And two, I'm looking at a situation where like there's just no possible way like this woman is fit to be my wife, you know. Now if she's talking about passion and stuff like that. Gotcha. Say
1: that again one more time, because I don't think people heard hear that. Because you know, I I talk to a lot of women, and they, and I get like you know feedback in a lot of different ways, and I'm always just baffled. For me personally, I would never be attracted to a man that would wife someone that. <laughs> wouldn't um that they wouldn't be i guess proud of to be the mother of their kids Mm -hmm. right especially of their daughter um i asked my dad like why did he choose my mom right and the main thing that he said he's like out of all the things that your mother did the thing that i'm most proud of is you know who she is as a mom and i'm so lucky to have found her because she did such a great job with you and your brothers and that's something that i feel like I could never repay her for. Mm-hmm. So I chose your mom because she was, you know, who I wanted my children to, to kind of imitate and to instill the values that she had. I wanted my children to have those values. But I hear a lot of women, they say, you know, guys don't necessarily care about that these days. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, and to me, I'm just like, what kind of guy doesn't care about, how his woman feels about herself and what kind of woman she'll be and what kind of example she'll be for their child. To me, that sounds like it's like, you know, someone who doesn't and everybody is different, right? Like, and I don't, I'm going to say like, I, I do mean to judge to some extent, but not to <laughs> the extent of like, like you do what you do, but just choose the women who agree with you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like if you're that kind of guy and you're that kind of woman just stick together. Like, don't go and try to make someone who's not, who doesn't necessarily fit in that box mm-hmm. and try to make them fit into that box. And then you taint them. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Because they will try to do that. I mean, and I, you, you, you'll get it from, like, women that you meet. And then women will try to taint you in that type of way to get you to do certain things that you would never, as a man, and as a man, I know we're supposed to be macho. We're supposed to be just, like, sexual deviants sometimes, blah, blah, blah. But... Women will try to taint you and put you into a situation where you're not. That's not you, bro. At the end of the day, you don't want to even probably experience anything like that. And then men, we can really manipulate women. I'm not going to lie. And I'll be completely honest with you. I've seen it before. It's like we can really manipulate women who, again, are maybe influenced by certain types of clips and things like this or don't understand the language or that words matter, we can manipulate them into getting into situations where they are degrading themselves. And at the end of the day, when you're in those girlfriend, boyfriends type of situations, you're not going to get a ring because more than likely that man that has degraded you is actually going to go with the woman that said no. Um, mm. And I've seen that before. So, um, you know, you just That's have to be really cognizant of it, you know, really, really be aware of that. So, for sure.: But I just I think she means passion. Um, I don't
1: think that's what she means. But <laughs> Well, we'll pretend that that's what she means, but I don't think that's what she meant, because based off of what she said after that, that, I don't think that's what she meant. I, I genuinely do believe that she meant to say what she said. Well, I think that women's days are just a different. There's just a whole different breed of people. Um, I think that just things have just gotten so out of control that whatever is considered normal is actually like, you know, it makes me cringe as a woman, just hearing some of the things that she said, like I was embarrassed for her. And I was just thinking to myself, like when she grows out of this phase, she's going to look back and hope that if she has a daughter one day that she's not hearing her say these things.
0: The girl you know, that said she that she's older
1: like, than you, huh?
0: The woman that said that is older than you.
1: No, I know. I mean, age doesn't mean anything. I mean, come oh, on. Oh,
0: you mean like mentally grow? Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Well, like, you People be like, I hope they grow out of the stage. I'm like, bro, he's fifty. What? <laughs> he's probably set in oh, his ways. <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs> no, I'm is just saying. Woman? Like,
0: no, no. I'm the the, the the woman who said that. She and Body, I think she's like. I believe she's older. than you. She's like. 35. She's got two kids now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think age means that you're mature, Yeah. right? I I think age just means that you've been here for that long. It doesn't necessarily mean that, like, you're mature at all. I got you. But what I'm saying is, like, I think that she'll cringe if, when her daughter is a teenager and, you know, she's impressionable and she's looking for guidance, and that's the thing that she hears her mother say. (sighs) I I don't know, man. Have you ever heard Jada Pinkett
0: Smith talk with her daughter, Willow, at the table?
1: I have, yeah. And I think that it's, like, it's okay to have some dialogue because (laughs) I do think that mothers do need to open up. But I also think that there needs to be, like, some sort of... Like, I don't want to have this kind of conversation with my mom. You know, like, I remember being... When I first got my period is, like, when I got my my sex talk, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And I was mortified. But my mom, like, she... (laughs) she just had that conversation with me and she just, you know, basically put me on game, right? So that I'm not out here just kind of clueless and that I had an understanding of like, you know, what my responsibilities are now as, you know, a young girl turning into a woman and growing, you know, and flourishing, I guess you could say. So she told me what I needed to know, um, but I don't think I would want to have a conversation like my mom is my girlfriend. I don't, I think that there's like a level of respect that I have for my mom that I just would like to keep there.
0: Gotcha. No, no. I get what you're saying. I definitely understand what you're saying. I just think the the way we're moving now is like it feels like those conversations will end up happening as kind of like buddy buddy, um, because kind of like I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how like those conversations transpire I've seen in the future.
1: A dynamic where like moms are friends with their daughters, and I've seen it in my own family. Yeah. And shit does not work out. And let me tell you something. Those little girls turn up to be some like disrespectful women. Yeah. And you think that, you know, to the point where it's just like, I remember like, I remember thanking my mom for being as strict as she was with me because it's so easy to go left. It's so as a, as a girl, especially if you like, you're a good looking girl, like it's so easy to go down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. and what kept me kind of like off the wrong path to some extent was I was scared as shit of my mom like I knew my mom would not play about about nothing like she she didn't play those games yeah and my biggest thing was like you know disappointing her and or like my dad like I would die if I disappointed my dad and for me like when I got older and I re- recognized just like how much that saved me from so much like foolery and so much bad influence, I was so grateful. Like as a teenager, I was just, I thought she was like so mean and just over the top. But as a grown woman, I realized that like, man, I'm so glad that she was that way with me because I did not need to wear makeup at 13 years old. Mm. I didn't need to, do, you know, I, I didn't wear, I didn't need to wear skimpy clothes at 13 years old. Like I didn't need to do any of that. And at the time, of course, I didn't have the the wisdom or the the ability to understand. But like now as a grown woman, like I would be the same way with my own daughter. Like, yeah, I didn't know any better. I needed her to guide me.
0: No, I get you. Like, even as a man, me and my father are not friends. Me and my father. My father is my father. Um, we could laugh and joke, but he's my father. No, he can't beat me or anything like that. But. There's still that kind of authority there that I'm like, mm, dad. And that's it's always been like that for me. So never really had a friendship type of relationship with my dad. My dad is very much still my dad. And he will, if you do kind of deviate into kind of being a friend with him, he will push back and be like, I'm actually your father. So I don't know. But I think it's funny that she... What, what what Watch Jazzy does is she basically lays out what type of man, <laughs> what type of man she would actually be, you know, submissive with, uh, degraded by things like that. And that's this next clip. I just wanted to get your opinion on it because I thought it was hilarious. Here we go.
3: <laughs> I have gotten better at saying the things that I need, but if I don't get it the first time, I don't like to say it again.
2: So, would you do what you're doing for a broke dude? What what do you call broke? can't requires your financial support as no. well no <laughs> no I mean I, I think to be broke you can be still a great th- lover still very romantic still very emotionally supportive but I'm just like asking I wouldn't
3: that. even know that I wouldn't even know that he's all those things because it's, I think there's a lot of people who are financially stable who are broke-minded and I can't get down with that either
0: Alright, so she she tried to save herself, but I know what she meant. Like, so we're not gonna what she's saying is there's a certain type of man <laughs> There's a certain type of man that gets those privileges that would that's gonna get the passion, the submissiveness from her, or we wouldn't even say submissiveness, we would just basically say the nurturing from her. There's a certain type of man with a certain type of bag and a certain type of mindset that's going to get those types of things. And I have no problem with her saying that That's, that's her preference She's not going to give that to a broke dude She's not going to give that to a guy Who doesn't have And when they say I don't think people know the definition of Or of the meaning A broke mindset A broke mindset means that You actually do not Have a belief in abundance So I don't think people actually know the meaning Of when they say that But Just taking, the, taking it by its actual meaning So a person who doesn't have this belief that of of abundance and a person who doesn't make any money, she not doing any of that stuff for. So, you know, there's a certain type of man that she's going to give those these services to as a girlfriend, you know.
1: I imagine says services. No, I think that tells you her values, right? So that makes sense now as to why she cries in the shower by herself. (laughs) She doesn't value like an emotional connection. She values and like, you know, financial support. And it's not to say that he's financially supporting her, but it's just in her mind that is what is valuable. Right. And she said something that was funny was, which is like, I wouldn't even know if a guy is great or all those things that the girl was naming, because if he's broke, what i gathered her to, to I guess allude to is that she wouldn't even give him a chance. Now I'll say this. At a woman at my age, right, um, like if you're in your 30s, mid thirties, um, or even if you're in your late twenties, if a guy is not on a path to his like, you know, like passion or whatever it is that he's pursuing in life to make a living whether you're broke or not, because you could be selling drugs or you could be, you know, have a lot of money somehow, some way, but you don't really have a path. That is not some guy that you really want to give any of your time to anyway. If you've never been to school, if you've, you know, you don't have a clear path for your life and it's not to say that you need to go to school in order for you to be, you know, financially stable, but if you don't have a plan, then that's an immediate no, right? Because at that point, you really don't have anything to offer a woman, a grown woman, right? Like you really don't, if you're going to think about a serious relationship and marriage, like if, if you're not able to support a household then I just, I don't, I don't know how that's sustainable. I just, I don't know how that, I don't know how you should get any respect in that way. I don't know from, from yeah, a wife yeah. is what I'm saying. All right. Um, and I'm saying the guy who's working towards his goal, I'm talking about the guy that has, zero idea what he wants to do. He's lost in the sauce and he's in the clubs on the weekends because that's just all that he knows how to do. Right. He doesn't have the mindset of like, okay, I need to get my shit together. Like in your early twenties, that's a time to be like dumb. Right. Mm -hmm. But as you get beyond 25, like it's time to start getting your shit together. If you're in your late twenties, early thirties, and you haven't figured that out and you're not trying to figure that out, then, you know, you really shouldn't be dealing with a grown woman if that makes sense. You' being graceful. in terms of, like, no, i'm I'm being honest. like i I just and I think that guys bloom a little later than women anyway, but that, I think this that's why so many women have taken on a path of being an alpha, right? Because a lot of us have basically figured out the game of life, right? People in the past, they would get married younger because they didn't have the opportunities that women my age or, you know, women of today have the opportunities to, like, go out and and work and, you know, make a life of themselves and make a lot more money than men, whereas in the past, that wasn't necessarily an option that was available, right? So I think that as women have figured out how to be financially stable, now you're able to pick a mate based on, you know, what you desire to have in a partner, not necessarily just what you need. But it doesn't eliminate the necessities of of that man being a man. I'm very traditional in that sense. Like, I think that I'm very happy to play my role as a woman. I would love to just play my role as a woman in a relationship. As a matter of fact, if I have to play my role as a woman and as a man in my household, then I would not respect that man. I wouldn't feel comfortable nor would i respect him nor would he be able to say he can lead our family anywhere mm-hmm. i wouldn't marry someone like that right and you can figure that stuff out before you get married like that's not really hard to discern you know whether a man is a is a a real man or or not Oof, right real but man. yeah like a uh a real man is like a man who takes ownership of his responsibilities you know like I can just go off of like what I've grown up seeing. Right. Mm. I've never been the type of woman that's going to be okay with being the breadwinner in my household. Mm. Like you're not going to be a stay at home dad. Like, it's just, it's not going to work. Why like not? I'm not, I'm no, I'm, I'm just not you. that Um, uh, no, I mean, I'm just not that woman. And I'm not ashamed to say that. And I think that people need to stop shaming women for saying that I have every right to say what I want and don't want. I'm not a woman that has her hand out. I can take care of myself, but if you want to call yourself my husband and you want to call yourself like my partner, then there's certain responsibilities that come with that in the same way that I have to take certain, like, you know, ownership of certain responsibilities. I don't call them duties. Um, I call them, you know, responsibilities as a woman. Right. And you know, you would want to do those things for the right person, but if you're not that right person, then I, don't think that a woman is going to be motivated to, to do those things. And it's just going to be a toxic situation where people are just settling.
0: Someone's not paying no mortgage. That's what she's trying to tell you.
1: No, I'm not, 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 no, <laughs> no. And I'm not ashamed to say that I pay my own mortgage now and I will continue to do that. I have no problem doing that. I just can't see myself respecting a man. Like I can't see myself doing that. Like, unless you're like, you know, going, falling on hard times and like, then you have a great partner to lean on because yeah. I'm able to provide. But if you're looking for me to be the breadwinner and you're the stay-at-home dad, like, that's just not sexy. Like, get out of my house. Like, no.
0: I think, I, while well, I was saying that you gave somebody grace. It's like, probably when you get to your 30s as a man, I know we do bloom a little bit later on in life, but I, probably when you get to your 30s as a man, you should have kind of a plan. You have already should have already sorted out kind of your purpose. I know people hate when you put, a, put an age limit on it, but... It's just something to be honest about, and then you should be kind of flourishing and just kind of living off of your plan, kind of in your third, your mid thirties, and things like that. So, like for me, what I've seen when you go out here and you date, it's like a lot of women do not want a man in his thirties who is aspiring to be a lawyer, aspiring to be a doctor. You better have been, you better have be, you better be actively in law school or you be in medical school uh, actively getting your, your master's in leadership to become an administrator of a school or something like that. If you want to, if you're a teacher or something like that, like they're not really looking for the potential aspect of it. They're looking for you to actually have actually be doing something. And I don't have a problem with women, women holding. <laughs> Let's that call it what it
1: is. It. Like no woman wants a lazy man, mm. right? Like, that's what I mean. Like a man who's lazy, who has no sense of urgency to get his life together that's not a leader. Like you can't make no decisions for my life. Hell no, no. Um, and I'm not saying that like, you know, if you don't have like, obviously life happens to people and circumstances happen for people. And I understand that. So if you don't have a backstory as to why you're not where you need to be, then, you know, I just can't see myself respecting you. And it's not to say that another woman wouldn't think that you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, just not this woman you know and i'm honest about that and i feel like in the same way that some some men have certain you know requirements and i think people should not be shamed for their i guess their standards i don't think that i i don't think you should place you know the value of money as the you know deciding factor and no. that's not what i'm saying because i'm not saying that i need to live in a mansion and i need to have all these things what i'm saying is is you need to be responsible if you want my respect, you need to be a responsible human being. And a responsible man is not going to be without a degree, job, career path, something at this age talking about, you know, he needs some gas money. Like, I just know, so sir.
0: It took me a lot and actually going to therapy about it, like, trying to figure out why I had so much frustrations about, like, certain things that people would do or certain things that women would show me. And it's like, one of the big things is it relates to my mom my mom was probably the person who made the most money in the household not by much but you know my father started teaching and became an administrator later on my mom had like seven, six, seven years on him so she was on a pay scale higher than him um but she was always working she was always like maybe picked up a second job here and there just just to work because that's what my parents do. They still do it in retirement. Um, and so, when I see, for me, I used to get shame, but when I see a woman who is not very responsible, it frustrates me. <laughs> so
1: it should.
0: <laughs> I'd be like, I, I'll just be like, why didn't you pay that? Or like, why didn't you pick this up? Or like, like
1: why, are you why aren't you responsible for your life? And I think yeah. men should be just as picky, no hands down. Like, and I, you know, I genuinely believe that men should be very mindful of that too because you want a partner. Like, when you think about the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, this is going to be the person that could either make or break your life, yeah. So, I want a teammate that's not going to weigh me down. I need a teammate that's going to be there that's going to say, you know what. I got this, like, we're going to be able to do this, right? And men should also be smart about the woman that they choose, right? So for a woman like me, for example, I'm not ashamed to work. I've, I'm have not, you know, a stranger to work. I've always, you know, I've worked since I was I was selling snow cones at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've always had a job, right? And it's not, it's part of, like, my DNA as a person because I just feel like I need to be responsible for myself. Like, I just need to be able to to have that sense of responsibility. Right. But if I have a partner who's like, you know what, we're about to have kids. You go ahead and take a timeout because your body's going to take a hit and you really shouldn't be working. Right. Yeah. That's a teammate. If he's like, you know what, I want to start a business. No problem. I have, I have the ability to provide for us. I have money in the bank. We're going to be fine. Go ahead and, and start that business. Having that partnership where it's just kind of like, one person is able to lean on the other and you're able to make decisions together and no one is being selfish and is just out for self, it's out for us, then I think that's like the ultimate goal. You know, a lot of times people will say, it's so easy to get married to the wrong person, right? It's so easy to settle. It's so easy to just pick just whomever just because, But boy, is that the decision that will literally destroy your life. (laughs) I have seen it time and time and time again. And I'm just like, why do people go through life like this? And there'd be people putting in 20 years, 30 years. And I'm just like, ain't no way that I would ever, you know, put myself in that kind of position where like, I'm not the type that's going to like ride or die. Right. Mm -hmm. With an irresponsible person. I just, it's just, then that would make me irresponsible, right? So I think men should also be very choosy about the type of woman. If you want a woman that's just, that you can control and manipulate, just understand that you're going to have all the pressures of life on your own shoulders. She is never going to be able to pick up the slack with you. She's never going to be able to kind of hold it down with you and kind of be that partner. She's always just going to be, to some extent, a liability, not so much an asset.
0: Alright, you just, you, you summed it up. Let me go to the next bit. <laughs> I was going to comment. But you hit, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, for me personally, I just I just started noticing it's like, and there's probably like girls that will listen to this, but yeah, I do look at whether or not you're responsible or not. Like, you know, like if I come over your place, is your place clean? Like, you do have, like, somebody that you're interested coming over your your spot, so is your place clean? Like, I do look at, like, you know, are you up to date financially on your stuff? Like, because like, the last thing I want as a lawyer, um, and any lawyer wants, because we deal with so much hell from nine to six or eight to six or whatever you want to put it, is, like, to come home to dysfunction or to come home to another problem that we have to solve. We're typically oh, just trying to come home
1: Come home to a pr- another problem, problem you have to solve. Yeah,
0: we're just typically just trying to come home that part. to just sleep, <laughs> to, to live life and just relax, just to be peace. at peace, you know?
1: Peace and joy and comfort and joy and, like, happiness and fun. Yeah.
0: Yes, because we deal with enough, so i tell you, we deal with enough crazy people, lawyers and non-lawyers every single day to not come home and deal with another crazy person in our home. You know, or not a stable person in our home, so it just makes for a terrible situation. But this is last, but that I forgot what she said with this one. But let's check it out.
3: Know that dance, you better know that five, five, six, seven, eight, one. Dishes clean, two. Laundry, three. If you have a long day and you fight in the world, you will never come back and fight me. You will never come back and walk into a space that is not welcoming you. Do you think that this is controversial in some capacity? Absolutely. To some, it could be enabling. You know, and someone told me one time, they're like, you're enabling him. And I told him how that made me feel. And he was like, of course they're going to say that. They don't have nobody doing that for them. How did it make you feel? It made me feel like maybe I am. But at the same time, that's my love. So if you don't understand it, you know, it's not I'm not loving on you for you to get it. That's that's how I love. And whoever I love is gonna get that benefit. Yes. There was a time where, you know, women needed men for everything. We couldn't even open up a bank account, you know? And now it's like women are really in their bag where they're like, I'm I have my own business, I'm doing this, I don't need I don't need a man for nothing. Like basically, like, can I be frank? Like I'm a I don't need a nigga for shit. I don't. Mm. You know, and I can say those words, but I want one. So my brain wants to understand
2: the exchange <laughs> here. Because, and know, this mama, could be, mama. it's not, no, you're doing great. But my, because I told you, I'm going to ask a bunch of stupid questions. Yeah. Because this dynamic, I think, like, my relationship with my partner is very egalitarian. Like, we're equals. Like, I don't ever feel like I'm giving for the sake of giving, and I'm not receiving for the sake of receiving. I'm receiving being like, well, I deserve this, and I'm giving being like, you deserve this. So, Mm -hmm. there's that exchange
3: happening. So, you speak on, you're like, you tell him the things that you need? Yeah. And Mm -hmm. the things that you feel like you deserve, you'll say that? A hundred percent. How do you say that? I need you to step
2: up in these areas. <laughs> I need to not worry about this. I need to be able to take my brain off this um, thing. I need more affection. I need mm. more love. If we're going to be sexual, here's the things that I need to like feel more sexual. And mm-hmm. in return, I invite that. Like, yeah. So we have a lot of conversations.
3: How does, he, does he receive it well?
2: I think everybody has a problem with being told that they're not doing enough because we always go to, like, well, I'm already doing X, Y, and Z. Right. So I think that there's, there can be... I wouldn't say that he's always arms wide open, but he always adjusts. But, mm. So I guess when I'm listening to your relationship style, I'm like, if we kind of broke it down into, like, to-dos specifically, like, what does a submissive woman do for her man? Everything. What does that mean?
3: You know, like, packing his bag, unpacking his bag um just making sure all the things that he wants and i I pretty much read his mind so it's like if i know you and i study you like i know how you are in the morning i know how you are about midday i know when you're in this mood what you need like before you can ever ask me for something i'm already on it i mean he's spoiled and you know when i talk to my girlfriends about it i was like oh how you guys doing i'm just like girl he's Ryan." Like, he's spoiled rotten. Like, he's rotten. But I love that. Like, I want him to be that. I think my biggest flex is how I treat my man. You know what I mean? And my biggest flex should be how I treat myself. Which is... So it's kind of fucked (laughs) up. It's kind
2: of messed up. What are you getting from all that you're giving? What are you asking for in return?
3: You know what's interesting? And you saw my reaction when I was like, You say that? You ask for that? You know what I mean? I think that...
0: So, that was that clip. I was actually... The wrong clip. I was looking for that love clip. But whatever. What do you think?
1: <laughs> like If you would have saw my facial expressions of some of the things she said, and right. I didn't mean to laugh, but
0: <laughs> you did
2: I laugh. was
1: just kind of like, like, in my mind, I'm like, girl, you, you're you a grown-ass woman. What do you mean? You can just ask for that? What do you mean you can just ask? Like, this is a partnership, right? It's, a, it's like you're dealing with a teammate, and if they're not pulling their weight, then... You got to be able to hold people accountable. And if you don't know how to take accountability, then you're not grown enough to be in an an adult relationship, in my opinion. Obviously, anytime that you criticize anybody, it's going to not feel good. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it should defeat you. If it does, then you need to figure that out, right? Mm -hmm. Because how do you grow if you don't have someone kind of pointing out your blind spots? I've never been the type to not voice my opinion, or voice my needs. And I don't care how it makes you feel. Again, this this is my truth, right? And if you care about me and you shouldn't care how I feel about your needs, right? You should tell me what your needs are because they're your needs, right? This is a thing that I need to fulfill as a need for you in order for you to be happy. And I expect you to communicate those needs to me so that you give me an opportunity to be there for you and to fulfill those needs, If you don't do that, then I'm assuming that everything that I'm doing is sufficient for you, right? I'm not going to, I'm intuitive and I'm, I'm an empath, which it sounds like she is too, but I'm also not going to make assumptions about things that I may not necessarily be aware of, especially because I'm a woman who works and, you know, my job is very demanding. And a lot of times, especially on my work day or when I'm dealing with a case or when I'm dealing with, I call myself a, you know, a life janitor. That's what a lawyer means to me. But when I'm cleaning up people's shit, like I'm not necessarily mindful of certain things or picking up on the little things as I like would have, if I didn't have this like other responsibility, right. That's on my plate. So I, I need you to communicate to me when I'm dropping the ball. Like, I need that. And I would say, like, let me know. And give me the opportunity to be my best self, right? Yeah. If you don't do that with me, then I'm assuming that everything is good, as I should. Because I shouldn't be forced to read your mind, right? I don't know what she's doing all day, where she's able to pick up on all these things. But I, me personally, I pick up on things when I can, Right but I rely on my partner to communicate their needs and I never take offense to it. There there should be no reason for me to take offense to it. I I find I'm actually very grateful, right. When that happens, because then I'm just like, thank you for giving me direction in order for me to be able to make sure that, you know, I'm doing my part as a partner. Right. Um, The other thing that I find to be kind of like, you know, um, a little bit, uh, also strange is the egalitarian system that the other girl was talking about. I've never been a fan of like tit for tat. Mm -hmm. I've always been a fan of like, you know, you do what you're best at and I do what I'm best at. If I'm, you know, doing more in a certain week because you have really important stuff going on or because you're going through something, I'm not going to hold that against you. And I'm not going to say, well, this week I did ABCD. So next week you need to do ABCD in order for this to be equal. I don't believe in that. That's not really a teammate. That's kind of like somebody that's just in it for themselves, like in it to gain something, right? So I always look at it as, you know, it's kind of you give to the best of your ability and you hope that your partner is going to do the same. But if they're in a position where they're not able to give as much because they're overworked or, you know, they have a lot of other responsibilities and I'm not going to hold that against you. I will never ask for your 100% because the type of man that I would want or that I would be attracted to doesn't have a hundred percent for himself in his personal life. Mm-hmm. Right. But whatever you do have, whether it's 30, 40, 50%, then showing me that you're giving me a significant amount of that. Cause I also want you to have time for yourself. To me, that is sufficient. Right. In whatever capacity that that translates to, but I think that it's, she's kind of doing the most if, if I can say that, she thinks that she needs to be these, this way in order for her to keep this man. And she values this man in an unhealthy way. I don't think that you should ever betray yourself. Like, all I hear is, like, self-betrayal, self-betrayal. And she's saying that her flex is that is the way that I love girl, this is the way that you're betraying yourself. It does not take away from the way that you love somebody for you to also pour into yourself. And I'm also talking to the younger me, right? Because I remember when I would give all that, I leave nothing in the tank. And I would leave a relationship feeling resentful, like that. the guilt from the self-betrayal would be something that took the most to heal from. It was never the, the break of the relationship. It was always the self betrayal in that relationship. And when you're an empathetic type of woman where you're able to, you know, do more than what is asked of you or what is expected of you, you really have to be mindful and be careful with who you give that energy to, because not everybody is worthy of that.
0: Mm, You said a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I mean it's fine. The clip a lot. was it was the clip was pretty lengthy. I'm going back. What did you first say about that clip? Because there was something that you hit the nail on the head. I totally lost it.
1: My bad. You should have stopped me.
0: I should have no. I should have wrote notes. I should have been. I had my notepad right here. I didn't have it. I was just like, doo, doo, doo,
1: doo. um, you. know ha- what I'm talking to you?
0: But I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm happy that you you did say that a man. Is not going to be able to give you is his his one hundred percent. I don't think a lot of people know that a man that's a man that's in his purpose cannot give his significant other hundred percent. He's going to give you know thirty to thirty to fifty percent. But if he's really truly in his purpose, he just he doesn't have that amount of he doesn't have that capacity typically to give one hundred percent.
1: Um, no, a thousand percent. Even me as a woman, like I, I have a job, I have a responsibility, like people's livelihoods are on my, like are mm-hmm. in my hands to some extent. And I have to maneuver and I have a lot of responsibilities. Right. And mm-hmm. so if you expect me to be at your beck and call, like, I'm probably not that girl, right? Like you probably need to go to someone who probably doesn't have a demanding career. Yeah. And to me, I feel like, you know, sometimes people set like, unrealistic expectations. And that's because they lack the ability to understand. Yes. Right. If you're twiddling your thumbs all day, you're probably not the man for me either. Right. Cause I'm not going to be able to text you all day throughout the day. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I have shit to do. Right. But when I do get a break or, you know, if I do look at my phone and it's like a sweet text or it's like something that makes me laugh, that brings me joy. And that allows me to connect to you. Right. Yeah. But if you're expecting me to just kind of Carry a whole conversation with you on via text all throughout the day, like you're going to be very disappointed. Yeah. Because I'm just, you can be left unread a lot.
0: Yeah, that's very true. The other thing that you talked about was just like when it comes to the communication aspect of it, um, you have to be able to communicate your wants and needs to mm-hmm. somebody. Um, if you just simply, and you said this best, you said, you're depriving your partner of an opportunity to grow, to learn, and etc. when you do not communicate with, with that person. Yeah, and be with you if you do not communicate with them. If a person is moving in a fashion, if you don't say anything, but you just walk off, the person is going to look at you, your partner's going to look at you like, dang, what did I do? Because they're not going to be able to process. You never said anything to them. But- Let's say we go back to the boundary situation. If you sit back and you tell somebody, hey, look, whoa, that hurt my feelings. Don't say that anymore. Then your partner's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't say that no more. Or, hey, fix your face. I don't like the way your face looks. It's giving me anxiety. Oh, shoot, let me fix my face. It's like that type of communication. Your partner's not trying to hurt you, most likely. You shouldn't be with anybody that's trying to hurt you. But you can turn, your mind can twist it like your partner's trying to hurt you. If you refuse to communicate with that person about your wants and needs, because all you're doing is you want him to psychologically figure out what your wants and needs are. And most men such as myself don't even get direct clues, (laughs) let alone mixed messages. So unless you tell somebody straightforward, hey, look, this is what I'm missing. You know, most men are not mind readers. This is what I'm missing. This is what I need from you, and you got to hold that particular partner, even if it's a, even if it's a, if, if, even if it's a woman. You got to hold her accountable for your wants and needs. And it gets to a point where they, you can, you pretty much see, what will look, they're not going to be able to provide me for what I need and what I want. Then you're able to exit. But when you build so much resentment that you exit. And the person's just sitting there like, dang, I didn't even know. You know, that's when it becomes problematic. So I I wanted to touch on that part. But you, you said pretty I much everything understand? I said. Hmm?
1: I don't know why you would ever want to be with somebody that does not accept you as you are.
0: That was good too. Um
1: Like why would you feel like to me? I would be so turned off by someone who, like, if I'm playing, because to me, you're, like, playing a role. You're being deceitful Mm -hmm. by hiding who you really are and what you really need. You're pretending to be somebody that you're not. You're pretending to be okay with certain behavior that really is not okay for you. You're pretending to accept certain things that really are not acceptable for you. How do you live with yourself? Like, I would not be able to have that poker face. Me, personally, like... If if my needs offend you, buy. Like I don't need to. Like it doesn't to me that your love is is superficial. It's not real. Your our connection isn't real because you're not really connected to who I really am. You're connected to somebody that I'm tr- pretending to be, which I don't even have the capacity to do that. Truth be told, like this is what I always say. I don't give a fuck how my feelings make you feel. Right if you love me and you care about me, you'll respect how I feel. Mm-hmm. If you think my feelings are foolish or stupid or whatever they are, as, that's what it takes to be in an adult relationship. As my partner, you should respect my feelings even if you don't understand them, right? Because sometimes everybody is coming into the relationship with something. It's not my, my role or my, up to me to say how something should make you feel, right? If I think it's stupid... That's not something that I need to convey to you. Mm -hmm. This is like, for example, like I was in a relationship with someone that needed that communication all day long. Right. Mm -hmm. I never in a million years thought that that was a need. Right. But he felt like it was uh, somewhat uh, like he felt abandoned. Right. Mm -hmm. Once he communicated that to me, in my mind, I felt like, wow, like this is really annoying Did I convey that to him. No. Is it something that I can easily do to compromise because I loved him? Absolutely. And I did it with a smile on my face, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that, like, I agree with what he's. I, I know that I wasn't abandoning him, but I also can't tell him how to feel. Yeah. Right? All I can do is be a listening ear and be grateful for the opportunity to be able to fix it, right? And to be able to do something about it. Because I just didn't think that that was a big deal. But to him, it was. So then I said, okay noted, you know, when I had like a deposition or when I had like a hearing or when I had anything, listen, I'm going to be, you know, occupied from this time to this time. Anytime that I got a second to look at my phone and, you know, I was able to see that I needed to respond. I did. Was it annoying? You, yes, it was very annoying. (laughs) Was it something that I would say like, I'm going to leave this person or this person is annoying me? No, like this is what they needed.
0: I've, I've been, I've been the violator of that where somebody has articulated to me a, something of a need. And at first what I did was basically be like, That shit is stupid.
1: Like, you know what I'm
0: saying? And articulate it. Hey, because I don't have a filter a lot of times. I'm like, that shit is stupid. And then when I saw how serious it was, then I was jumped into, okay. So
1: imaging to say to somebody. Huh? It's so bad. Because like people have different triggers, right? And yeah. like a lot of our triggers are subconscious and we don't recognize it. Right. I have triggers that I'm pretty sure other people would be like, really? Like Mm -hmm. really? And it's like, yeah, that makes me upset. So like, you know, like you need to kind of tread lightly around this area. Exactly. And if you care about that person, you never want to cross that boundary. You're going to be even more mindful of that person's boundary. And it's like, if it takes no effort from you, literally, it's just, you know, like, oh, it's, it's a compromise. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not the end of the world. Like get out of your ego, get out of your like, you know, pride and just say, okay, like, I love this person. I want to make them happy. It's not going to take much effort for me to do this. It's going to annoy me, but I'd rather be annoyed than, then be hurt. Yeah. It's like a, you know, I'm hurt then that's different, but like, or, but they're hurt. I'm just annoyed. I yeah. can deal with the being annoyed.
0: The, the point I'm trying to make is like, you got to make sure you do it the first time around. You can't invalidate somebody's feelings. Like Feelings don't have logic around them, you know. Nope. But it doesn't it's matter. People, people feel what they feel. So as soon as somebody articulates and I had to learn this one, but as soon as somebody articulates how they feel about something, you have to validate their feelings. Not by, you know, Providing some type of factual basis. Typically, there's no factual basis behind it. But just letting them know, I'm sorry you feel that way. Hey, you know, I hear you. And then you just implement immediately what they need. If you really, really care about that person. Don't be a me where I basically was just like, but I do. I'm trying to find the logic in somebody's feelings when there's no logic behind that. They just feel that way. And so I'm trying to repair something like, right, "What is it?" And then I finally realized like, "Okay, let me just go with the flow. Then let me just give her what she wants." But it is too late because now I look inauthentic. Isaiah don't really want to do that. He don't really care about X, Y, Z, and I get it. I get how that comes off. And so if anybody's listening to that, just be mindful. You know, validate people's feelings. Um,
3: don't be like
1: Don't be. Don't asking. be like.
0: Don't be. <laughs> Don't be like me. But, you know, that's just me learning. Like, I haven't had a lot of uh, relationships. I've never had a lot of experiences in that fashion. So that was just me learning um, what to do and what not to do, you know. And at the same time, again, I harp on like communication, because if you don't communicate with a person who is inexperienced, then what happens is they really don't know what's wrong with you. So, you know, that's 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 something that has to be done. But. All in all, we've gone past an hour or something. You want to close with something positive?
1: Sure. (laughs) Um, Here's what I'll say. To any woman that's out there, the greatest power that you have is your truth. And if a man does not accept that about you or makes you feel bad for who you are, then that's not the man that you need to be with. It doesn't invalidate you. It does not devalue you. Let me say that again. It does not devalue you as a woman and all of the power that you are. Do not ever allow a man or his opinion dictate who you are as a person and as a woman. Feel empowered. If you really want to feel a sense of like empowerment as a woman and your greatest power, live in your truth and fuck what anybody else thinks. Because at the end of the day, your truth is all you have And be proud of who you are as a woman. And if there's things you need to improve, because we all have areas that we need to improve on, do not allow someone to come and exploit those areas of you until you are solid in who you are. You're able to identify your weaknesses and your strengths, and you're able to stand on your own two feet, and you don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. And that's what I have to say. And you don't need to be uh, abandoning yourself to keep a man. Ever. The right man is not going to require that of you.
0: I'm going to say this. Fellas, a lot of these women are delusional, but if you love her, just validate her feelings.
2: That's Wait, all I got. Hold
1: on. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no.
0: I'm messing know. around.
1: No okay. I'm joking. No, I'm
0: joking. I'm joking. Right. I'm joking. Here, I, I'm going to leave it off. I'm going to leave it off for the positive take. Positive okay.
1: Okay, no. What you need to be telling people, men, is be mindful of the type of woman that you choose because this is a lot about who you are as a person. <laughs> do, not choose, do not choose the woman who does not make sense, right? Oh, God. Be strategic about the type of woman that you choose and be honest with yourself and with who you are and don't date until you know who you are. Please don't do that because all you're doing is you're damaging people, you're tainting people, and you're trying to make something happen that's not really going to work. So, and don't be afraid to express your feelings. And if a woman doesn't accept that or makes you feel like you're weak because you're expressing your emotions, fuck her. She's not a real woman. A real woman will never make you feel weak for who you are or for what you feel. She will validate it, she will respect it, and she will honor it and she will protect it. that's what I have
0: to say. Alright, she just took my positivity I'll just, I'll just ride with whatever she said because I can't repeat it. <laughs>
1: Don't be calling all women delusional. Just because the women you I'm messing, bro. I was just playing. I was just playing.
0: Oh, but thanks, yeah, someone for joining the vibe.
1: Yeah, of course. Anytime. Good night. Deuces.
0: Bye. <laughs> Without a follow, without a mention You really piping up on these
3: niggas You gotta be nice for what to these niggas I understand